If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Must be time to start. (laughs) Always good to have an edit right up top. Yeah. Here we go. Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School, starring Penn Gillette. My name is Michael Ledoux. Matt, Penn, Reddy, Rich, and I are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas. On this show, we'll talk about Ledoux's latest camping trip. Matt has adult observations from his children's soccer game, and maybe we'll read some viewer mail. Here he is, a preaching love. It's Mr. Pendulette. Yeah, here we are, preaching love. So, uh, I guess we'll start right away with things Matt Donnelly and I don't care about. You went <laughs> Get camping, out of the huh? way. I did go camping again in spite of your ongoing skepticism of my camping skills. Where did you go camping? <laughs> well, I... A few months ago, we got my son as part of a birthday deal. We said we would take him to Arches National Park. What is Arches? Arches is just beautiful sandstone arches out way in the desert up in Utah. Uh But turns out, you know, Joey took some days off work without telling, you know, without really telling anybody. He just said, hey, Dad, I've got these days off. Let's do our Arches trip that you've been promising me for a year. I said, okay, we'll do that. And then we started looking, and Arches was full up. You couldn't get a spot. Hmm. So we started looking everywhere. That, that was within a few hours drive and and they were all all the campsites were booked up mm-hmm. and then I found one up uh, in the Sierra foothills um, broken glass mountain broken, <laughs> yeah exactly snake hollow <laughs> um, a place called Dora Bell campground mm-hmm. and now you're gonna go over there with a tent yep we have a we have a, a Walmart instant up Eight-person tent. Is it really instant up? Well, a minute. <laughs> so not quite instant, but very quick. Well, if Matt and I were doing it, it wouldn't be a minute. <laughs> That's yeah. a, you could still do it, though, which is pretty impressive. Really? Right, you could still do it. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Oh, right. Really easy to kind of umbrella, almost an umbrella. I'm a little skeptical. <laughs> you ever see me with an umbrella? <laughs> I'm not particularly good. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking online on the, the uh, U.S. Forest website and there are a bunch of spots available at Dorabel campground and i look at the photos and and Dorabel is beautiful it's in the sierras surrounded by granite domes and it's beautiful clear lake and so i i, I booked the spot i i checked the weather in the nearest town which is fresno and there's no rain or anything coming in so we're great we'll drive up we'll go camping we we get up there and uh you know we've been it's a pretty far drive about seven hours mm-hmm. we get there we open the car door and it's 30 degrees <laughs> oh god <laughs> we had no idea how cold it was going to be and so we got and we set up our tent and built a fire and uh the next morning we got up it was 24 for <laughs> no. How did you sleep? Well, we had sleeping bags and stuff. I, we 
we have relatively decent equipment and just by luck we have you know what i mean it wasn't wasn't wrong to get good equipment but we do have sleeping bags rated to those uh, those temperatures. Uh-huh. So we were both we were a little cold, but not terribly freezing. Oh, okay. but, but when we got out, there's like a little water faucet across the road from my campsite that drips a little bit. There was like a two foot tall like stalactite of ice underneath. <laughs> <laughs> so breakfast was we jumped up and jumped in the car and turned on the heater in the car until it was warming up and then jumped out and made banana pancakes and had breakfast and the sun warmed us up a little bit and then we spent our day hiking around in the mountains there. It's cold. Very cold. Very, very cold. And in fact, we went to a, a, there's a great little town up there. Um, I know what I would have had for breakfast if I hopped in the car. (laughs) (laughs) Is it in the name? IHOP? (laughs) IHOP, Waffle House, whatever's down the mountain and back in the world. In a a heated restaurant. (laughs) There there were heated restaurants in this little town that we were in. Uh, 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 Shaver Lake, I guess, or something like that but uh there there are four restaurants three of them have the exact same menu and the other is pizza (laughs) (laughs) three of them are burgers or rubens and one is pizza so that was that was not good (laughs) but we went up to a little town just driving around kind of at random we found a little town called big creek Mm -hmm. way way up on this mountain and uh, surrounded by beautiful granite cliffs and domes and, and fantastic. What's a dome? Um, uh, like a bubble of lava that has happened under. That must be warm. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> Not a recent Go towards bubble. the dome. <laughs> a, mag- a magma dome. And then. Former, because former it, bubble. Former bubble. And, and because it is. Uh, it's hardened underground it, because it's so hard. The dirt over the top of it has eroded away, and you're left with this gigantic dome of granite. Mm-hmm. It's a really beautiful, cool looking thing, and uh, and there's a bunch of them up in this. How Sears. big? Like thirty eight D's. Yeah, <laughs> at least that big. No, That's big, what huh? makes them so fun. Um, well, uh, often they are thousands of feet tall. Thousands. What? And thousands of feet wide. They're big, big, gigantic granite domes. So you hike the, the dome. You can hike up the dome. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's really cool. It doesn't sound beautiful. It sounds really cool. But we found this town, Big Creek, this big, big creek, and it's this beautiful spot. But in, in the early 1900s, they decided this was the spot they were going to generate all the electricity for Los Angeles. So they had these mountaintop Good lakes. idea. And they built these pipes down the side of these mountains, and it comes straight down thousands of feet and generates billions of watts of electricity. From water? From the water, yeah. Yeah, hydroelectric. But in this beautiful town, everywhere you go in this beautiful town, there's this, like a loud humming noise, like a like a leaf blower. Like there's somebody following you everywhere you go in town with a leaf blower. So this incredibly scenic rural town with this uh, constant noise. We figured out why it's not totally booked. When now we know why. But that's not why the campground's booked. The campground's not booked because other people check the weather. <laughs> <laughs> there's literally the only other person in oh, the you campground gotta is go the to camp this hub. town and has the greatest hum. <laughs> it has the greatest hum you've ever Beautiful. heard. Yeah. 
It's just like bagpipes. <laughs> I can't even eat a Reuben without that hump. <laughs> I just come along with it the whole time. <laughs> and so we spent two nights there and froze our butts off. And then the next day we drove through Sequoia National Forest, mm-hmm. which has the largest tree in the world. Oh yeah, and so, but they don't the oldest tree too, right? No, I don't think it's the oldest. They're, the oldest tree they won't tell you where it is. They will, yeah, or the tallest. Yeah, Hyperion, I believe, is the tallest tree, mm-hmm. and it's in Northern California, and they won't tell you where it is because people will go chop it down. People go no, they go stand at the bottom of it, which damages it, and so the, <laughs> so they pretend this uh, General Sherman tree is the largest tree in the world, and it's it's the most mass. My son is obsessed with biggest things. Mm -hmm. And so there's always that battle of, well, is the tallest tree the biggest tree? Or is it the heaviest tree? Or is it the widest tree? (laughs) And there there are... there was a contenders Supreme Court for each leak of those. about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it caused a lot of contention. Big contention. Big contention. So we went to the one that had the biggest mass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were at the General Sherman, which had the largest mass. And then uh, we drove through. You, you've probably seen How the picture. How big is that tree? Mm, it's, I think, 140 feet tall. But it's 36-foot diameter. Okay. 36-foot diameter. Yeah. Very large tree. Yeah. It's a big, big dang tree. So do you measure from the top or the bottom? What's, yeah, exactly. Doesn't matter which way. Um, the, uh, the top of all of, the, all of these redwoods gets broken off in storms at some point in their lives. And so they're all really fat and then have this big kind of flat platform at the top. Mm-hmm. And so you never really see how tall any of these would grow. But they are beautiful, really fantastic. And we drove through. There's a, you know, the, you've seen pictures of the people driving if, through. If the something comes up, Matt Donnelly, that interests yeah. you about this, you just jump in. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll do. Okay. Okay, cool. Because I'm trying to do that too. Well, I have one for ready. Uh-huh. Ready? Trains? Yeah. <laughs> we went to the Tehachapi Loop. Oh, the Tehachapi Loop. <laughs> the Tehachapi Loop. The Tehachapi Loop. And we showed up at, like, right, it's the sun was going down. And there's a beautiful loop. train making the loop, loop. Over a mile long. This train was over a mile long making the Tehachapi Loop. The Tehachapi Loop is uh, a spot where they don't have the room really to do switchbacks to climb up a mountain with a train. And trains can't climb very high angle tracks so one and a half or two percent is about the limit for most trains and so they make a loop where it climbs over itself that's kind of neat it's and uh, good (laughs) (laughs) why don't you take it from here (laughs) because i couldn't even get that out super excited about the tehachapi loop and we happen to show up at just the right time of day with beautiful light and this train coming up to it and I'm thinking, oh, this will be, be kind of cool. And then we got out, and there's a little platform to stand and, and view the whole Tehachapi Loop. And then the train got all the way around so that it was looping back on itself, and it was amazing. It was well beyond what I expected. I was like, wow, the Tehachapi Loop is amazing. Just seeing the, how, how, many, how long Just, the yeah. train can be on top of each other? Yeah, it comes around, and it's the, train, the engine of the train is 80 feet above the cars, the other cars from the train, because it's made the loop around and climbed that much in that amount of time. And still pull it. 
and still pulling up. And it's there, a good are. place to be a drone pirate. Oh, it's such a good go spot right in the middle of that. If you go online, there are many drone videos of the Tehachapi Loop. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you'll see how beautiful it is. Yes, but not if I go online. <laughs> if I go it was online, Pornhub. <laughs> that's that's not anywhere near my list of things I'm going to search for. Oh, you will now. <laughs> I won't now. Okay. It's as simple as that. I know myself. <laughs> I'll send you a link. I can't even generate interest for the Tehachapi Loop while you're talking about it, let alone when this is over. It will not be anywhere near my head. Oh, yeah. That's Would you cool. care about the Tehachapi Loop there, uh, Ready? Well, I'm still stuck on hiking over the dome. Can I drive to the... The question I'm asking is, do I have to go outside? <laughs> no. So the Tehachapi Loop, no, there's a special platform. You can drive up the hill to it and park on the side of the road and stand on the platform and watch the trains. And there are apparently an average of 36 or 38 freight trains a day go around the loop. Why are they going up there to get to what level? Well, it's, it's the train track from Los Angeles to San Francisco area. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of there's a lot of train traffic that way. There's a coastal route and an inland route, and this is part of the inland route. And but I mean, San Francisco is a lot higher than LA. Is that the problem? Mm. What what problem are they solving with this stupid loop? <laughs> the problem they're solving is that they're certainly not boredom. Edward, Edwards Air Force Base <laughs> is a desert, and then the <laughs> other side <laughs> of Tehachapi is there's just one mountain in the middle that they have to they have to climb the trains over. I guess that's cheaper than going around or whatever. So they the, go up over the mountain. So they go up over the mountain. So you're driving in desert, and then you get up into Tehachapi, and it's beautiful alpine. Oh, I see. It's a top of a mountain. It's oak trees and beautiful grass and a gorgeous spot. And then you go back to the other side, and it's back down into desert. And somehow the trains need to go through that spot. I see. Is that Say I'm a, a clown hobo. <laughs> this is a good spot to be a clown hobo. That's, you could jump on and then jump off and be in the same spot. <laughs> I, I can drop. Be a great gag. I can drop three stories and still be on the same train. <laughs> you can you can live on the train and die on the train <laughs> with just an eighty foot drop in between. <laughs> same train. I fell from the same train. I plummeted and plummeted to my death. Same train. Same train. I like it. I was I fell off you the could top get hit of by the train, train and then yeah. hit again. <laughs> you were standing in the top spot, it could knock you off and then be run over. How by many the times did it go around? Just once? Just one time. One huge three sixty. Mm-hmm. But beautiful. Really beautiful. When there was train on uh, because the train was so long, it, it filled up more than the three hundred and so long. Degrees. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful spot. Yeah. Totally loved it. And my son, of course, screaming, loved it. And just, just to make sure, we can edit all this out, right, Ready? <laughs> yes. Nope. Okay. You don't have the time. That's a, you did a show for a billionaire. Why didn't you just stay there? Yeah, we did a show for a billionaire well, and, and tried to kill Lance and Fielding. Now, what billionaire wants to see you, Lance Burton, and Fielding West? <laughs> um, a, a, a Magic Castle one. I know that he works in the Magic Castle. I don't really know the guy. I didn't really meet him. Um, How many people in the audience? 350. Where was it? In his backyard Uh near near Palm Springs. Mm -hmm. And this guy, he put us up. He said, oh, I have another house you guys can stay at while you're here instead of staying at a hotel. And he put us up at a a beach house on a cliff over the Pacific. 
beautiful spots in Encinitas. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And this is like his just this is the extra house I got. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. and it's a it's a four million dollar beach house. That's the extra house. And then we went to his regular house, which is about 15, 20 miles from there. And he had this giant stage set up in his backyard and three hundred and fifty guests who came in to for muscular dystrophy. Oh, well, the, the show, the regular show, our 90-minute mm-hmm. Lance Burton and Friends show. They uh, And uh, I heard out of the 350 people, they raised $3 million. Wow. Out of only 350 people, that's, that's a pretty good rate right there. That's people donating some money right there. So, but beautiful good. yard, beautiful Did yard. You in? Did you throw in? No. Okay. <laughs> no, no, actually, uh, I... The, the These are people part, that chose to see you as opposed to going to the Tehachapi spiral? <laughs> the loop, yeah. <laughs> Next time they'll know. The Tehachapi death spiral. <laughs> Where attention goes to, to wane. <laughs> That's the little platform. <laughs> oh, you watch. Next week, we'll have a lot of letters about the Tehachapi loop. Many okay. people. No. Many people will be grateful. Bet, bet taken. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could just have you uh, pick the amount for that bet. <laughs> Help me out here, folks. <laughs> uh, just so you know, Godot, no one, and I mean really no one, gives a fuck about that Hatchby loop. Oh, our autistic fans are going to be angry with you. <laughs> Speaking of our, our autistic fans, what the hell was that essay you sent me there, uh, Ready Rich? I went through it and I got very confused. The foot pop? Do you not know the foot pop? I don't know the foot pop. Tell me about the foot pop. In a movie, when a girl gets kissed, mm-hmm. her leg comes up. I mean, in back, like toward her, toward her ass? Yes. Yeah. That's the foot pop. The flamingo thing. Yeah. Okay. They put their put their when you you were t- discussing when that start started. Yeah, it's less than a hundred years old. Really, pop culture. You can't find it in any art. It's not on cave paintings. It shows up <laughs> as a lot of people speculate that it was in response to the Hayes Code. And the Hayes Code said about foot pops about you couldn't have a woman in a romantic scene with both feet off the ground. Right. So it's supposed to be like a fuck you to the Hayes Code by putting the one foot up. They put one foot up. All of a sudden, that Tehachapi loop looks pretty good, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) But it's now part of pop culture where people in romantic situations now do that, Mm -hmm. thinking that they're supposed to. I remember remember that um, I was way, way back. In the seventies or something, I was I, I was I was dating this uh, this this actor with beautiful she had beautiful beautiful long red hair and it was snowing and we were in front of the Macy's Christmas window like four or five days before Christmas and she was dressed very nicely and this she is kissed, better than Tajibi Loop <laughs> yeah and she kissed me in front of the window and she did the foot pop thing and it that was what signaled to me that it was the perfect kind of romantic snapshot you know the snow coming yeah, down in new york right. city and the foot pop so that foot pop thing is just totally invented yes and now you do it to kind of mimic things that are on tv correct but it's only done by one of the two people or it wouldn't be stable right right yeah and and traditionally well, we try men, it out i'm sure we could do it men traditionally <laughs> men don't do the foot pop right? this is a room full of jugglers <laughs> i can do the foot pop on so, a unicycle <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's called the foot pop. People know what that term means. It's called that now because of a movie. Is that your girl, Anne Hathaway, Matt? Oh, yeah. Her first big movie uh, in like 2000, where she wants to have the experience of the foot pop and has never felt that she needed it. Yeah. I, I don't know it. She says, she says foot pop. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that's the first time that it's explicated in pop culture, but people have been doing it for 40 years prior. Mm-hmm. Now, tell me how that ties in. It's a Life Magazine VJ day in Times Square photo, right? There's a foot pop. That's the most well-known one. But Kinda. that's also the one that they're now saying may have been, um, may have been assault, right? Yes. Right. There's also a lot of things about that. You mean the Princess Diaries? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yes. In Princess Diaries, she does the uh, the foot pop. So they see other people do it, and it becomes romantic because they've said it's romantic, right? Right. Even though there's, you, you don't learn that instinctually. Mm-hmm. That's just something that's been recently absorbed into pop culture, and now it's never going to go away. You don't think so? Like overly roasting coffee beans and making it more expensive. <laughs> 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 the first time we all taste burnt coffee, it costs twice as much as regular coffee. And we're like, that must be good coffee. I see. So, uh, uh, but I have had experience with the foot pop, people yeah. doing the foot pop. But by the Princess Diary, she speaks of the foot pop by those words, right? Yeah, it's a plot point in the film. I see. Uh, the guy that she's with doesn't make her want to pop her foot. I see. And so she's still looking. I see. I see. The chances of me having seen the Princess Diaries is I think around the same chance of me going to the Tehachapi Loop. <laughs> <laughs> we can do them both at the same day. I would say if I were sitting with the Princess Diaries playing on a screen while I was in that stand at the Tehachapi Loop, I may have terminal dozing off. <laughs> well, while we're finishing it, while we're finishing up, Pen, do you want to judge this uh, improv tournament that's happening? <laughs> It's people, it's going to be at the Tehachapi Loop. <laughs> uh, we're doing improv where the only suggestion is uh, Princess, Princess Diaries. Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So you're tying the foot pop in with the abortion debate, how? Without saying that. It's not explicit in the essay. Right, but I don't understand how it ties in at all. I'm, I'm talking about how long it takes pop culture to move mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how much weight it has. Mm-hmm. Once something's in the pop culture, it takes forever to get it out. Mm-hmm. And what? how does that tie in with the abortion? And this idea that the SCOTUS decision mm-hmm. is a today thing, that's a mistake. What is it? Because it's, it's something that both sides have been working on for 50 years. Yeah. And it's not just going to go away overnight. No. Just because of the one decision. It is so weird because it's tied in with the whole idea of the Constitution. And we've made this huge mistake on the Constitution. The Constitution was written and developed by really, really wicked, smart people. Right. Who intended, I believe, in, all, in a lot of their writings that I've seen, they intended the Constitution to be changed all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole originalist idea, what were they trying to say then? I believe those people who wrote it would consider it to be nonsense. Right. Who cares what we yeah, would think now? We didn't now. know what was coming. We didn't know what was coming. And we knew we didn't know. So we thought we were going to change it all the time. So the idea of, of this is a magic 
document that all the information is in there is completely insane. No matter how much you respect the founding fathers, and I, I respect very much the founders of this country, and I think their writings are beautiful, and I think their insights are really wonderful, but just the fact that they don't take into account uh, all the stuff that was going around them. I mean, uh, women and people of color, they don't even take into a Right. Obviously, they were wrong about that and knew it. They knew it at the time. They knew they were wrong, but they couldn't really change it. And they thought all this would change. So the idea of being originalists on the Constitution, I think, is simply insane. And then the other side is also crazy because Roe v. Wade is decided, I think, and I thought this at the time, and I think I still think it now, was decided in a crazy way. There's no right to abortion in the Constitution. Right. There's nothing for or against in the Constitution, which means, oh, God, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I shouldn't say this next sentence, should I? I should probably not say <laughs> that. Edit it now. Would you like me to preface it with Al Capone's taxes? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really what we're talking about. It is, it is. The Roe v. Wade decision, as far as I can tell, would you and like me to say it? Because you could fire me. <laughs> the Constitution <laughs> is supposed to be written so that you can read it. It's not supposed to be written in legalese. It's supposed to be written so, with an understanding of English, you can read the Constitution and understand it. By that definition, I don't think there's a right to abortion in the Constitution. That doesn't mean there shouldn't be a national right to abortion. Yeah. That doesn't mean that abortion shouldn't be on-demand, safe. That, all of that is true. All of that can be true, and Roe v. Wade can also be decided wrong, and Roe v. Wade shouldn't have been decided based on that because the Constitution should already have changed enough to include that. Right. So there's so much wrong in here that every side that attacks the other side is in some way kind of sort of right. Mm -hmm. because clearly a woman uh, needs to have a right. I guess I'm not supposed to say woman anymore. A person that reproduces. Yeah. Um, I guess that's, but never mind. I can't say it. I don't know how to say it right. But, um, of course, there needs to be a right to abortion. And, of course, Roe v. Wade was wrong. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think both those things are true. And I don't see how we get out of this. I don't see how we get out of it because um, there's no way to attenuate this argument whatsoever. There's no way that the anti-abortion people are going to say, you know, maybe it's actually not murder. Right. You know? uh, and I don't see that the other side cannot say we're going to give up the lives of this many people. Right. With with uh, with back alley abortions, yeah, you know, and now the right wing. I mean, the New York Times today. There are people being interviewed who just say, essentially, not essentially. They say outright, but not in these words. You don't have a right to fuck. They say, you know, the left wing is crazy because they say people just get pregnant. They don't. You do not have a right to sex without consequences. You don't have a right to. Those are not people you want to hang out with. You don't have a right to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First off, you, they're not people who could even find that bar because they wouldn't know where the green door is. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, 
So this, I don't think, I mean, I'm going way on a limb here. I don't think this abortion thing is going to end well. <laughs> I mean, and how are they doing this if you go across state lines and then both sides start battling? Oh, Jesus. I'm really, uh, and I'm not alone, I don't think. No. I think maybe everybody agrees with me on this, which is pretty surprising, that this is going to be really unpleasant. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to suffer terribly really terribly suffer. And those people are, of course, um, uh, predominantly women and predominantly women of color and predominantly poor women of color are going to suffer unbelievable, unbelievable suffering, unspeakable suffering. And um, a lot of those people are already going through a time. I mean, the time that they're going to suffer is a time when they're already suffering. Yes. Ah, oh, just thinking about the pain of that is just off. And then you solve the problem. You solve the problem medically, right? We've got a pill yeah. that'll do it. We solve that problem, and they're finding a way to fuck that up. Yeah. Trying to outlaw telemedicine and trying to say it to be at a doctor's office, and it's just insane. It's really crazy. It's well, really bad. The point that I was trying to make wasn't that it's not going to end well. It's that it's not going to end at all. So if it's an issue that's important to you, you have to keep that in mind. There's still going to be evangelicals 200 years from now, and they're still going to be looking for their resolution while you're looking for yours. Well, you know, I, I this reminds me of a conversation I had with Trey Parker, where I said, you know, there's no doubt that religion is going away and that atheism will win. There's no doubt that Religion is going away. Right. And Trey Parker said, yeah, I, I don't want to wait 300 years. <laughs> I just don't want to wait 300 years. I do think in a very, very short period of time, religion will will go away. And it's going away really, really fast. I mean, the speed. I'm Trey kind is of, doing a good job. What's that? Trey is doing yeah. a good job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which who's, Trey, by the way, who's not an atheist. Right. I want to add that in, yeah. which makes it really interesting. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but Reddy, I think I disagree with you. I don't think the speed is really glacier. I mean, uh, the number of people who are religious in this century is much lower than the people last century. They are more dangerous. They're doing more harm. They're more virulent. But it's still going away really fast. I mean, the number of people that go to church percentage-wise, last Sunday was lower than 50 years ago. It's going in that direction. Yeah, there's, there's a decline, but I don't think it's ever going entirely away. Yeah. And there's still going to be people that really care about that and that are going to look for their toeholds to get into solving their problem. You know, like, I, I always thought about, like, how there are people that simply vote no matter what on this issue who are pro-life, right? No matter what kind right. of other platforms or whatever. And I, right. That was the big discovery the Republicans made. Yeah. That you can get whatever it is, 8%, 6%, 7% of people who will vote on that one issue. Yeah. So if you just come out against abortion, you get all these people. There are people that voted for Trump that thought he was a 100% dipshit and hated everything about him. Yeah. And he just got those votes because of being uh, anti-abortion. Yeah. And the, there's that video of evangelicals praying around him. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what they're doing. We know this guy is a dipshit. 
Let's get God to protect him to finish our job. And he delivered what they wanted. He delivered it completely. They yeah. were they made the absolute strategic right choice. Yeah. I mean, the damage they did to the world right. well, will, will not be undone. Yes. Yeah. But um, but the if their goal was that one thing, if your goal was to make abortion more difficult for people, and that was your only goal, they accomplished that. <laughs> The price they paid, you know, uh, how many hundreds of thousands of people died from COVID because uh, Trump was an idiot. Yeah, right. Lots. And how, how much other suffering was there. But if that was your only goal, of course, any time yeah, you say, you this is my only goal, I, I think you've crossed over into something that can't be morally justifiable. Right. Whatever that is. You know, my only goal is to win this race. My right. only goal is to make this much money. My only goal sure. is to save that person. Whenever you've said my only goal is, you've already crossed over into a moral territory. Interesting. I never you, thought of it that way. You know, uh, you're just not looking at, at the whole picture. And I think there must be some people who say, you have to look and say, if life is sacred, if life is absolutely, completely sacred, how many lives did it cost you by electing an incompetent president to save that many unborn lives, even if you're doing it that way? Right. Looking at it that way. It really does, it's really very difficult because I don't think I can ever say to anyone, is there a microphone in front of me? I don't think I can ever <laughs> say to anyone that I think Roe v. Wade was decided wrong. I can't ever say that. Right. That's an insane thing to say. But going deeper than that, it was never supposed to be going back to what they said originally. And the way they're using interstate commerce, I mean, what they're doing is everything is looking for loopholes in the Constitution, and no one is looking at the best way to run a country with the most freedom. Right. You've got this document, it becomes all puzzling and maneuvering and no actually considering how do we want to run the country. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's all the debates. You don't see any political debates that say, we think this is the right way to run a country. It's our side should win because the other side is psychotic and dangerous. Right. It's not like this is what we should do. It's, it's, uh, it's really bad. And I just don't see, and even though you say ready, rich, that the fight goes on, You've got to you've got to say that the fight is going to get worse, right? I mean, it is not the same as five years ago, the abortion debate. The abortion debate in the next six months is going to be worse. All my point here is that there's going to be a Super Bowl next year, too. Yeah. I'm discouraging people from thinking the game is ever over. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, does anybody think that? Sure seems like it. Who thinks that? Who thinks the game is over? Like the response to the Supreme Court leak, there's a lot of people that seem like, well, this was decided 50 years ago. Why are we doing it? Either? Oh, I see. I see. I, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. They're saying that it's somehow cheating to keep arguing about it because you've already decided. That's what right. you're. That's what you're reacting to. I finally understand. Got it. I we did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help that I was chatting to you while you were reading it. <laughs> I, I see now. Now, uh, 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 now you start out with this whole thing with Bluebell ice cream, right? Yes. Okay, now tie Blue that. Bluebell is back in Vegas. And they kill people, right? Yes, listeria infection. 
because they uh, decided not to upgrade their factories. My understanding is pretty basic. Allegedly. And so they had a listeria infection that killed a lot of people. What's listeria? A bacteria that grows in, like E. coli, uh -huh. a pathogen that you can get into your system that's toxic. It's actually what's in, and we've had a discussion a long time ago about uh, cookie dough. Ah, you know, it's not it's not the raw eggs; it's the listeria that grows in old flour. Mm -hmm. That's very dangerous to people. I mean, both are, but one of them is very rare, and one of them's not very rare. So, Bluebell had a listeria infection in their factory, and now they've rebuilt, and they're back, mm -hmm. and it's a very popular ice cream brand. So. Now, so vegans are not protected from the uh, cookie dough problem. No, vegans are not protected from the cookie dough problem. But there's, let me, <laughs> there's nothing, <laughs> shut up. There's nothing I like better, and this is including my children, <laughs> than brownie batter. Is brownie I, batter safe? No, none of them are, unless you, they can be treated in a way to make them safe you can obviously people have found out ways they make you know a cookie dough ice cream and stuff now so there are ways to kill the listeria in flour and uh, and in fact i made safe cookie dough one time just for fun but uh yeah you can you can do it you're talking about brownie batter out of the box with no egg yeah is not safe it's not it's batter. not safe no although my wife made brownie batter stuff that was totally vegan and totally not processed from scratch at home mm -hmm. that i think was completely safe well like i said it's in flour mm -hmm. and so if you're using flour in the recipes there's some chance it's low it's low and it's you know but can't you like zap the flour before yes, you can. the microwave yes you can and it doesn't change the taste it doesn't of it. change the taste of it so you could take experience. the you could take the brownie batter you can take the brownie batter and heat it up in the oven first and then well, you can make, microwave to kill everything yeah and then eat it raw does the constitution allow you to microwave shut up okay <laughs> you're making a joke about something that matters <laughs> this is important <laughs> <laughs> I gotta is, tell you, yeah, <laughs> uh, brownie. Why is brownie batter so much better than brownies? Yeah, uh, I know so, by by a, by a mile, by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I feel that way about cookie dough as well. Love it, mm. just love it. I still like a good chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing as Q-tips, right? Yeah, yeah. They're just making the product, knowing you're not going to follow the directions. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in your ear. What are you talking about? Why'd you put it on a stick? What is what is like we don't put the CEO of Q tips on the stand enough? Like what is he gonna say? <laughs> it's, it's not for your ears. I don't think he's as bad as the guys at Boeing, <laughs> but he's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, you walk into an ear doctor, the first thing they ask you is like it's like walking to a lung doctor, they ask you if you smoke. Do you use Q tips? Yeah. Yeah. And everybody does. Yes. Yeah. I'm down to a pack a day. <laughs> Do we know anybody that's making brownies? <laughs> Why don't they just put out a brand that says it's totally safe? I believe that there probably are a couple of brands that are totally safe. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what they are and I haven't done any research on it. But, but it's, it's more a per perfectly good idea. Yeah, it's a little more expensive. You'd have to use another step to the process, but that's okay. Make it so that it's safe and advertise it and say here it is well, let's put this in a brownie way. batter bowl we're not why aren't we doing it that's the run no we're not talking about this properly what are your odds <laughs> <laughs> your odds are very low you're gonna be fine so it's worth it it's worth it 
I, but I'm curious if that's why it tastes better. If I know, like I'm, it's <laughs> you like that danger? Yeah. <laughs> like this, could be, if it's my last meal, yes, <laughs> yes, this is my last meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. I want to go out eating brownie batter. Yeah, it's so and good. And a kick pop, <laughs> kick pop, leg pop. No leg pop, <laughs> leg pop and brownie batter. The original name for Petitella. It's <laughs> the one we still use in person. So Edward Vincent wrote in. No, not Edward Vincent. Chad Gorn. Chad Gorn's a good name. It's not as good a name it sounds as the way it looks. Chad Gorn looks like a really, there's big round things in Chad Gorn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He says that he thinks that once I've said we're the very best at sleight of feet, there will be people who are uh, competing with us. Uh, what do we think about those people's intelligence? <laughs> <laughs> well, already there have been there have been magicians without arms. Yeah. Who have worked with their feet. Yeah. So yeah. when I say we're the best at sleight of feet, I'm lying. Yeah. And you see the routine. I think it'll all make a lot more sense to you, Chad, than, than what we're worried about. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, when Chad sees it, he'll go, oh, uh, yeah, okay, never mind. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have written. Yeah. Now I'm better at sleight of feet. <laughs> yeah, that's his point. He also talks about uh, how the Guinness Book of World Records had a guy who could um, shoot milk out of his eyes. Yeah. yeah. That was his act. Uh-huh. And... Uh, they wanted to put him on the Guinness Book of World Records show, and they didn't have a world record for it. So they meant who can shoot milk out their eyes the farthest so that he would get, they could put him on the show, right? Yeah. So the Guinness Book kind of made up, like, I'm, I'm acting like there's some records the Guinness Book doesn't make up. <laughs> I was going to say, I have some personal experience in this. <laughs> well, we, we we both have records, yeah. the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you, Matt Donnelly? I don't. I, I don't juggle. Get I don't, on the program. I got to get one. Get with the program, man. Get, yeah. get with the program. I know, is yours still standing? My, I don't, I don't know if it standing. is. I don't know if it is or not. Mine's still standing. What is yours? Mine is most uh, animals produced in the magic show. <laughs> mine's still standing i believe i i, I yeah i know that it's you don't want to do the longest doing anything because that yeah turns out people are insane yeah and so that's They're the go. one you don't want to well, do of course you know when you talk about the most animals produced probably i've seen guys oh wait i do have a i do have a record what's that i was part of the uh just recently part of the world's largest cotton candy sculpture i was a part of that team really yeah this ali spagnola she has a great youtube channel and she was we were both visiting with brian brushwood at his youtube yeah. compound and so she decided she would tackle this uh project and so we all pitched in and i'm on the uh, i'm on the record oh really one of the, the world's like how big was it it was uh 36 pounds 36 pound sculpture of cotton candy yeah it's gigantic it's like a dome <laughs> a dome a granite dome granite dome of war cotton. <laughs> but warm and delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. I'm be fun thinking, to walk into that with your mouth open. Yeah. Just walk into it. <laughs> I'm uh, I, was thinking, I was originally supposed to just be a witness, but then no one was helping. So I started helping. And that's uh, how I got the award. That's uh, how I got in. So we're, we're all, nice. all Guinness Book Award. But right. they're all made up. And the first one that they called me for, they said, can you ride a unicycle and shoot balloons with a blowgun at the same time? Mm -hmm. I said, Probably, because we'd like you to set the record for that. <laughs> I said, what's the current record? They said, well, it'll be whatever it is you do. <laughs> I'll tell you, 
one of the things that and this is you guys are old pros at this that I was new to. I didn't realize how much people don't ask a follow up question whatsoever when you say you are a Guinness World Record holder. <laughs> it's the only credit people care about is for it? me. Okay, people will go really. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say anything else. Doesn't matter. No one has ever said, really? On um, Did you do this show? Did you do that? No. I say, Guinness World Record. They go, can I see it? I say, yeah, sure. Well, I'm just thinking, you know, our record was producing the most, yeah. magically producing the most living things. And I'm thinking about guys that I've seen do the cups and balls yeah. who have these balls yeah. that they've been using for <laughs> 10 years and have never, ever washed them. Yes. Or wash their hands. I'm thinking there are more living things. Yeah. <laughs> so they start getting the bacteria and the microscope out and counting. Yeah, you're yeah, the, dead. Most, those balls down. are pretty disgusting. Bacteria produced cups and balls. <laughs> Both. One ball of cookie dough. So, uh, so you're happy, are you saying, Ready Rich, that Bluebell came back under their same name? Does that mean forgiveness to you? No, that means that I can avoid them. Oh, I see. But do you think that Bluebell, the name Bluebell, carries any sort of responsibility? There's a company culture that makes that kind of thing happen. That doesn't change? It doesn't change if just the one guy leaves, allegedly. Yeah, they prosecuted the guy. It's That case is still in progress, by the way. It's, mm -hmm. It does not have a jury yet. <laughs> Seven his, years later. His crime is not washing his machine? Cover-up. It was a cover-up. Ah. Allegedly. He knew there was a problem, and he tried to hide it. He tried to hide it by letting people die? Allegedly. Oh, dear. Going with the Boeing theory. Again, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm angry about the Boeing people. So. Well, why, why do you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, <laughs> uh, they, those they those 737 Maxes crashed, and they knew they were going to crash. They should have done something about it. They didn't. There was, the an, up, crashed there was an upgrade it. they were charging for, and poor nations weren't paying that upgrade for uh, something that was an, uh, an upgrade yeah. feature, safety, the block, feature. safety feature of the system, of the flight system. So, And they weren't training the people in how to do it, and they knew that, and they knew those were problems, and they knew that there could be crashes as a result of it. So allegedly, this, guys, this allegedly. E yeah. This is yeah. exactly <laughs> like me feeding brownie batter to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know there's some chance they might get sick. <laughs> Very low. Yours is better. I think you're knowing that the brownie batter has. I mean, the whole possibly. fucking bowl. Why would you ever make the brownie? Why <laughs> go to the next step? And that feeling you get, you know that that sick feeling you get from eating brownie yeah. batter. Boy, that's a good feeling. <laughs> it's a good day. That's, that's a, a good really day. good feeling. Oh man, is that good? <laughs> is that really good? I I gotta think that there's a way to make that. I should look up. Somebody's already looked it up for us here. What do they say? I'll have to scroll back to get to it. Give me a minute. Okay. But I, I got to think that this that I have a danger of listeria all the time with everything. Right? Yeah. yeah. We all do. Yeah. And what percentage of people that get it die of it? None. Really low. <laughs> yeah. It's the same as none. Mm -hmm. But you probably don't really, really don't like it when you've got it. I think some people have a very terrible time with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and some do die. Sweet Lauren's. Sweet Lauren's? Yes. There you go. And they advertise it as... Safe brownie batter? Yeah. Okay, that's done. I think it's cookie batter, but, you know. Sweet well, Lauren's cookie dough. Well, see, I don't care about Slash cookie pen. I care about <laughs> I care about brownie batter. Cookie dough. Fuzzy brownie cookie dough. I don't want cookie dough. I want brownie batter. 
I want <laughs> really say I, I believe brownie batter. Non-GMO, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, peanut tree, nut-free, full of delicious. No. You might want it. I bet if you added a tablespoon or two of uh, soy vanilla to your, your fudgy brownie cookie dough, it would be pretty close. Think about that train on the to have patches of the loop. Patchesy. No, Tehachapi. Tehachapi loop. One of those cards has to be. If I had brownie batter? I was going to say, one of those cards is filled with brownie batter packages. And Supreme Court rulings. Going slowly around there. How fast is the train going when it goes? I can't believe I'm asking a question about this. 25. So it's just. It's a golf cart. It's a golf, it's a golf cart. cart climbing up a hill. And there are many, many engines. There are three in the front and two in the middle and three at the back. I they, think. Can put, they can put engines in the middle? Yeah, apparently they can. Wow. Seems like an easy job. <laughs> yes. You got this? All right. Well, running a train anyway has very little steering involved. Very, very little. Very little steering. Less than one would expect. So really, when you're, uh, all you're doing is fast and slow on a train, right? Yeah. I never thought of that before. <laughs> when you look talk appealing, to a, a train engineer, you're like, whoa, he's just a fast and slow guy. <laughs> he just got one button, doesn't he? A little dial. And the only time you hear about it is when someone goes like, nah, keep it fast, when he shouldn't. That's, <laughs> that's when they make the news. Yeah, there's no guy who kept too slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We never hear him. in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Ready slow Rich George. has a very patient expression on his face like they're laughing about trains but I guess I'll just take it you want to say something about being an engineer Ready Rich no I don't okay you're going to just take it yep okay <laughs> so the football edible brownie batter mini cups <sighs> oh sweet Lawrence <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah send those here oh yeah. Yeah. And Sweet Lawrence is all vegan? Yeah. Why is Lawrence. Sweet Lawrence a sponsor? <laughs> We're going to get on the phone with Sweet gotta, Lawrence today. Where's Sweet Lawrence? We can tell the first ad's free because we just did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Our story. Let's expect more from food together. Oh, uh, I'm going to. The clean food company made for I, you. I want to finish the show just so I can go to Sweet Lawrence. <laughs> that was Ben Sunday School. Choo choo. Transforming what it means to be convenient and delicious. <laughs> you become naked. Plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO. Oh, baby. <laughs> I don't worry much about the GMO part. <laughs> I don't worry about the GMO part either. Yum is always our goal. Uh, I'm going right there now. <laughs> Sweet Lawrence. You got someone to thank there? Yeah. These people also, I believe, are free of listeria. Petty Officer Scoop, David K, David Peters, Nobody in Particular, Blue Drinks Films, Brandon Knapp, Nick Damon, Colin Durham, The Big Scuba Podcast, Central Park Owl, Lancy Menchu, Stephen White, Harlan Liam Clark, Michelle Yeiser, Jonathan, Brogan Hastings, Placida Scott, Dante Peace, Damian Martin, Adam Luce loves Matthew, Michael, Penn, and Reddy, Timo Tihoff, Mark Pickenheim, Miriam Engels, Scott Kelly, Kelly M., Caleb Cameron, 
Matthew Applehands, Fractured Adventures, Carlos Alvarez, Michael Cornwall, Ross Devereaux, and Rue Dudley. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 um. <laughs>